let Charlie Manson vote and give the original Four Locos recipe back to the kids. I, you know, I've never had the original Four Locos recipe. By the time like Four Locos was a thing, uh, I was kind of uh, I really stopped drinking. I'd had Sparks, which is the original Four Locos. Yeah, you were already like your dad when Four Loco was popping off. Yeah, but yeah, you missed out. It was a good time to be alive. Wasn't Sparks basically the same thing though? Um, it wasn't as much caffeine or alcohol or actual like. Um, yeah, but you gotta just drink more of them. <laughs> I guess they tasted awful. I'm sure Four Locos were not any better. The only one that you I could tolerate was the watermelon one, and it had to be like on ice. Yeah, yeah. Don't drink them warm. Mm-mm. They tasted like battery acid mixed with Kool Aid. Yeah. What you do is you go to the, the uh, gas station around the corner, or the bodega if you live in an urban environment. Go to the barrio. Uh, you get a four loco, then you get one of their styrofoam cups and fill it up with ice. And there you go. You're good for <laughs> good for the night. And you put a Charlie Rancher in there and some coating. No, you can't. <laughs> and then you die. You can't have four loco be an ingredient in your lean. It'll mess you up. Seems like a challenge. Actually, mm, no, I would, don't don't do it. I'm trying to think if I did it. I know one time I like had like a big ass like vodka cranberry, and we go into the pool, and like my girlfriend's sister was like, "I got this cough syrup that I don't want," and I was like, "Okay," <laughs> just yeah. poured it into my drink. <laughs> and then I had aspirin a aspirin cough syrup, Tylenol kind, right? You ruin your kidneys. I remember I had a wild night. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go robo tripping with the uh, the kind that has uh, headache medicine in it. Why not? It's bad for you, real bad. Everything is bad for you, but like bad for your like kill you for your liver. Bad. Having a good time is not bad. Having a good time is good for you. Sometimes, it's, sometimes it's bad. Otherwise, they wouldn't call it a good time. They call it a bad time. It's a good bad time. Bad time. It's a golden gay time. The uh, ice cream treat that they have in Australia. <laughs> yeah, my Speaking dad. Of, uh, my dad golden, showed me a gay time. Gays. Uh, Johnny. <laughs> What's that song at the end of this movie? Johnny? Johnny, are you, are you queer? queer? <laughs> Yikes. When she sees him dancing with his friends, she has to wonder. Johnny, are you queer? <laughs> That's it. No, this is uh, this is Space Force VHS cult. No, just VHS cult. Welcome to the cult. This yeah, so... Cult oh my god, this movie. I'm like the, the Destro in this situation. Alright, so... Yeah, I'm Cobra Commander. Actually, I'll be Zartan. Zartan's cooler than Destro. He's the leader of the Dreadnoughts. Dreadnoughts or Dreadnoughts? Dreadnoughts. 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 They were like Ewoks in the comic. Remember them? At first. Yeah, only for like an issue. (laughs) Like, this is not going to work. Yeah, so we watched Valley Girl. I don't want to go to a party in the valley. A little bit of backstory. fuck you for sure. A little backstory about... uh, Valley Girl, uh, 1982, a satirical novelty song came out um, by Frank Zappa and his daughter, Moon Unit Zappa, called Valley Girl. It's got like a sick-ass bass line, as Frank Zappa songs usually do, and then it's just kind of Moon Unit talk singing over the song. Oh, he's a talk singer! As a, you know the Kanye West? Sorry, I'm still on Dana Carvey's bit now, go ahead. Man, fucking stop listening to Conan's podcast. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He created a podcast. You didn't know that? Yeah, I saw the article. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker. Yeah, it makes me like not like Conan. I didn't read the article. What did, did he actually? I like... didn't read the article. Like, Conan having a podcast makes me not like Conan. <laughs> Why? Because like fucking everything that can be done independently that people work on independently is just like, oh, I'm a rich man and I saw other people are doing it, so I can get rich. I like to give him a comment, cunt no accent. Ah, it's me here, Conan, on the podcast today. I mean, he's from fucking, he's like sixth generation Bostonian, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, that's how he sounds. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the song was just a satirical takedown of the entire Valley culture because obviously Moon Unit had grown up in the Los Angeles area at that point because that's where Frank Zappa relocated to. Yeah, and she was the daughter of Frank Zappa, so she was cool and everybody. And she had this song and uh, just taking the piss out of Valley Girls. But for some reason, because the American society as a whole is just dumb as shit, they didn't get the joke and it became like a, a big hit. Even though it's like a novelty song, and people actually that, thought the, it was like aspirational. Like, there's whoa. a bunch of you can you can see that throughout history. Yeah, but it's uh, uh, ask Chumbawamba about their famous song. Yeah, it's <laughs> like yeah, it's real cool to be a Valley Girl. Uh, so based off the hype of that, someone decided, hey, let's make a movie about Valley Girls. 
the original plan was for it to be like more of an exploitation movie. They sure did it. I mean, they got it. They nailed but it. They just made this goofy teen comedy instead. It's like uh, Grease without the singing. It's just Romeo and Juliet, but dumb. Fucking dumb. Uh, this also stars the asshole from Night of the Comet as the asshole. Yeah, I mean, what else is he going to play with a face like that? And <laughs> I looked like up his IMDb um, after uh, I watched this because I'm like, man, that's a motherfucker from Night of the Comedy. He's an asshole again. And he's uh, he plays the Nazi uncle in Breaking Bad, the like the main bad guy at the last season. Oh, he didn't age very well, huh? No, he did not. <laughs> Which, I mean, serves him right, yeah. I think. Well, I mean, he's probably already like 30 in Valley Girl or something. Though, yeah, you know what right? I mean? So he decided to make this bad Romeo and Juliet movie. Um this movie uh, is one of Kevin Smith's favorite movies. No, I know. He uh, apparently took it with him to the hospital room while his daughter was being born so they could watch it. Aw. So oh, sweet. I guess that's fine. And then he went. He, and then he named his daughter Julia? No, Harley Quinn, right? Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, uh, that story is not so bad. It doesn't seem nefarious. It seems like maybe it's just a movie that him and his wife both like. Because I don't imagine Kevin Smith was like, bitch, we're watching this. <laughs> it doesn't seem like I'm going to do it, I guess. But uh, this is also Quentin Tarantino's favorite teen comedy drama. Oh, man, I bet him and Kevin Smith talked about it. <laughs> and I, I, I actually have, um, I think, a pretty strong theory on why this is Quentin Tarantino's favorite one. If you're a fan of Quentin Tarantino, guys, I just want you to buckle in because you're not going to like what Kyle's say. Proceed. Uh, it's just real simple. This is uh, uh, a qu- juvenile Quentin Tarantino fantasy because uh, he's he's the weirdo. He's a little scrub from Hollywood that is like, oh yeah, I'll go to the valley and I meet a valley girl and I'll be a real hero. I'm because I'm a real cool cultured <laughs> man from Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, it just I know Quentin Tarantino saw this as like a twenty year old and like in his stupid. There's probably I mean to be fair, there's probably a movie out there that you like that that. that you might see yourself in a little bit, right? I can't get Quentin mad too mad at Quentin Tarantino for liking Valley Girl for trying to put himself in the movie. Yeah, I'm I, the, that concept of like seeing yourself in a work of art or whatever, right. even if it's like juvenile and whatever. Like, yeah, that's totally fine. I don't have anything against that because yeah, definitely I felt that way before, and I think it's important for human beings as they age and experience new things. I've talked about limited experiences before. I think that's pretty important. That said. Uh, I just, um, I think it really like underscores some of like, the things that, people like, say about Quentin. Well, Tarantino. the next level incel yeah. nature of Quentin Tarantino, you know, where <laughs> he's just he's just real, he's fighting real hard to be a cool guy, but it's like no, you're just still just kind of a dweeb and a weirdo. And that made me think. Uh, there's like four categories that men can be. It uh-huh. seems like, and it's uh, like invisible creepy dangerous or dad and i don't mean like oh daddy i just mean like a dad <laughs> like that's, wait what category do you fall in my I, I assume i fall in the i hope i could fall in the dad category just, yeah people see you out and about like oh there's a dad my, my, i'm definitely still seen as dangerous for sure because i don't i have tons of anecdotes about how like i accidentally like scared people and you know weird shit that happens to men sometimes i don't hold it against anyone i understand like I look like crazy sometimes, yeah, you know, depending I on guess. how I dress. And like, also, I'm like big. Sometimes and I, I worry about that. Like, if I'm, I can, I'm accidentally imposing. Oh, I yeah, I'm like well aware that a lot of times I'm like accidentally scary, like not intentionally or anything like that. But, um, basically, it is hard out there for women. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, it makes you feel bad sometimes because you're like, oh man, I was just walking to the bar too. That's <laughs> what, but it's like, nah, I get it. I don't can't feel that bad. Yeah, about I mean, because like you can't tell, you can't really. Yeah, tell. you, you can't look at someone and say, like, "Oh, that guy's gonna, yeah, that guy's gonna assault me. the shit out of me." Well, it's uh, I also have like a big head. Yeah, I mean, like, even the big face. Even the dudes that look like dads, guys. Are, yeah, uh, are dangerous. Yeah, well, I mean, it's I'm also, dangerous. I have a a big head and a big face, which is uh, traditionally seen as like a, a criminal. So, <laughs> big head. <laughs> I look like a criminal. Your head isn't that big compared to like say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was more making a joke because uh, I'm not sure if there's any Phrenology. scientific backing to that, but it's still no, there something. Is absolutely that, not. Yeah, it's still something that comes up. It's like, oh yeah, you got you got a, a big head and jawline, so you a criminal. You it's uh, like you know, criminal. it's low grade phrenology. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, that um, how do we? Uh, I mean, what do you do? Let's get back on that? talking about Quentin Tarantino. How how should he is? What was your question? Sorry, that was it. That's all. That was Quentin oh, Tarantino. Okay. But um, I was just. It made me think, yeah, there's, like, categories for men. Quentin Tarantino is obviously creepy. 
Um, what was it? Dangerous, creepy, dad. What was the fourth one? The first one's invisible. Invisible. That's like that's what with all these incel people struggle with. I think is the invisibility of being. Um, oh, just I'm sure a lot of them also hit creepy and dangerous too. But <laughs> I, I was just gonna say you just gotta tr- you just gotta go from invisible. All, you just gotta choose. You want to be creepy or dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do think that the invisibility of like that average man or whatever is there's got to be some people that are considered cool though, right? Yeah, but they're double edged sword, right? Dangerous, so, cool. Yeah, think, creepy, cool. Right? Because here's what it is: is like uh, black men are really dangerous. cool, right? But not in real life to like white people, right? Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. It. Then, then they're just dangerous. So, there's cultural layers to all this shit. But I mean, look at the kind of some deep someone said it better. Sociological conversation that Valley Girl has inspired. I mean, I had to create my own uh, philosophical uh, concepts around it because there's nothing in the movie. Like <laughs> it's like such a vapid, shallow attempt at like class differences. <laughs> Because well, realistically, like especially these days, like there's not a big difference between living in the valley and living in the hills. You're 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 both fucking rich at this point. Yeah, I like no one who. I mean, I've been to like some dirty parts of Hollywood, but like that's not that's not the norm. That's not these guys, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think Randy is. We don't know. I mean, anything we only about see his, their family. I guess we don't know anything about his home life, though. So who knows? Her parents are cool. I'm surprised they like uh, Tommy. Yeah, I think the their thing is they're just she's gotta find her own way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's stupid. You gotta. Well, it's not like he's been. You gotta kick him a little abusive bit. Abusive. Well, no, he is. He like, is. He's emotionally abusive and stuff. Him. Not only that to her, like, but like to everybody he's around. Yeah. He's like a manipulative little shit. That was the '80s though. It's like people didn't recognize that shit. They're just like, yeah, this is how dudes act in the '80s. Oh yeah, he's gonna be president someday. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sociopaths. So. <laughs> oh, look at, him, look at him out there, Grandma. I'll buy the pussy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, speaking of which, uh, we got Elizabeth Daly's in this movie, the voice of Tommy Pickles. <laughs> she gets uh, creeped on. Yeah, she's a babe in the eighties. Yeah, I love her in um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure too. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. We're gonna watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure eventually for sure. But the, like early scene where like um. Pee-wee's on his bike, and, like, she comes up to him. She's got a crush on Pee-wee or whatever, but he's, like, not feeling it because Pee-wee's asexual for sure. Mm-hmm. But he, she's, like... He's oh, really into the chair. Yeah, just you want to, like, hang out sometime, you know, we go, blah, blah, And he's, like, sorry, I'm too cool. <laughs> I don't think he says it in that deep yeah. manly of voice. <laughs> yeah, and then he just puts on his uh, bike helmet and rides off. And I was like, wow, Pee-wee is cool. <laughs> But um, no, she. I really. Um, she's still a cool lady now. She actually still doesn't look that different. But it's interesting. Know, her, she just became like a voice actor. She could have like stuck with it. She because she is the best actor in this movie, in my opinion. She's got like this layer of uh, irony to it, like where she's aware of like what yeah. the script's actually doing that like none of the ever, other actors have, and it makes her seem much more genuine. So I don't know. Someone in Hollywood fucked up. She should have been a star. <laughs> her agent. Yeah, they, they made a mistake. It's probably she was like too funny and just outshone like people they're trying to establish, like Nicolas Cage and shit. So they're like, mm, no, she can't get work. <laughs> Can we talk about Nicolas Cage's uh, his scene uh, after him and Julia break up and he goes back to like the the rock club? Um, yeah, does he know how to kiss? Does Nicolas Cage know how to kiss? I don't know. It didn't look like he knew at this point. I like that he just got a bottle of wine. They're just rubbing like, faces together. <laughs> he's got a bottle of wine in a brown bag, and he's I'm ah, I'm so drunk and <laughs> I'm mind drunk. I'm just really. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight this cholo. <laughs> yeah, just real masculine movie stuff. God <laughs> like, ah, damn. And like for sure, like that I've been there before. I've definitely like walked the streets drunk and tried to fight people, felt ways and stuff, and gotten into fights and stuff. But uh, it's always just so melodramatic in movies. <laughs> oh, God. Why? Like, he pulls the wine bottle out of the bag and, like, looks at it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. They're just like... Uh, I've never contemplated a wine. Yeah, at really last before. Horatio. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, everything about Nicolas Cage in this movie bothers me. And basically the whole... The whole movie. The juxtaposition where they're trying to, like, oh, look at the people from, these boys from Hollywood are so different from us. They're supposed to be, like, punk city boys or whatever, but they just look like the valued dudes, but, like, dorkier. (laughs) 
Well, no, not dorky. Because I fucking dork. hate that, like, khakis, your polo tucked in your khakis shit that all these, like, white boys have mm-hmm. in this movie. Made me want to, like, burn down, like, the valley. I was like, fuck Encino, fuck Van Nuys. Like, <laughs> somebody needs to burn this shit down. I wonder what way. the white boys are like out there now. I did this thing. I never thought LA was cool. Like LA has always just seemed like real scrubby to me. That's because we're Bay Area, and we're supposed to think that. Yeah, we've pro- Bay Area propaganda got us. But yeah, I always just uh, LA just seems like fucking lame. We'll be moving there within a year, so fuck no, I won't. I'm not I'll never move to LA. Won't be caught dead in LA. I was trying to think what's like the new uh, shitty white boy uniform, and it's still like polo and khakis. Yeah, huh? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm not in high school now, so I don't know. But like, what? How do white boys dress in high school now? White boys from the suburbs. What they looking like? I don't know. Man. Someone send me like a yeah. Text me or uh, email me. Uh, DM just me a, like a um, you know just a collection. Of... Do you want LA white boys though? Because like, there's a there's a different. They're gonna just dress differently from people in uh, like Nebraska. You know what I mean? Um, maybe, but I feel like uh, uh, cultures become so homogenized because of the internet now that. I'm sure everyone is trying to wear like Bape and Supreme and stuff. Just, yeah, label chasing and stuff. Who knows though? Do kids still listen to punk rock? It doesn't seem like it. Again, I don't know. I don't know any kids. It seems like everyone on you have kids. Yeah, but not like high school kids. Oh yeah, They're we small. have uh, um, nieces and nephews that are. In high school. Oh yeah, you can probably actually. Ask them. They're like. Damn, we're getting old. Yeah, we are, man. I don't this know is barely, man. There's shit, man. <laughs> shit, man. It's <laughs> hot out there. Like, no, they're all like graduated. There's only two of them left, right? Yeah. And your kids, I guess, like five kids that aren't in high school yet. <laughs> Find out. I don't know. They like K-pop or something. Our niece does. Yeah, she's not listening to punk rock. No, definitely not. Uh, it doesn't seem like though. Everyone who talks about punk on the internet, you know, unfortunately, seems like. They talk about, like dudes not, I went to high school with that their favorite movies drop favorite bands Dropkick Murphys and they still wear those like scally caps oof. and they're overweight and they talk about craft beer and shit either that or um wuss punk no nah, like the people that listen to the real punk and shit they, it always just seems to be like gay dudes now that's why you can just never hang out with straight white boys <laughs> that's my opinion I'm sticking to it. That's why straight white boys, no thanks. They're like, oh, yeah, craft beer is shooting guns and wearing, listening to Dropkick Murphys all the time. It's like, nah. Someone on Reddit I saw said Dropkick Murphys make punk for cops. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's fair. That, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though, is that when we moved here and I went to high school out here in Arizona, they were just like privileged white boys that were like, I'm an experiment with ball. There's. There's like nothing organic or natural to them becoming punks. You know what I mean? Nope. It's like, yeah, well, I my my brother got a CD at the Zia, and uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. And then uh, I thought maybe I could get girls this way. And it's not like there was a scene or anything, too. You know? Oh, there kind of was. He had like the Nile and the Mason jar. Yeah, yeah. But who was playing there? Fucking bad religion and shit. There was, there was just... I think I saw Blink One Eighty Two there at the Nile. Yeah, it was like the big label old guys yeah it's not like there was local bands or anything fucking good my point is i guess arizona's garbage no one ever come here it's too hot no one knows <laughs> there's no going. culture let's go there and to tie that back to jersey or valley girl let's just say girl jersey girl, together, uh, which is kevin smith's attempt to make this movie maybe i don't know i don't think so um there doesn't seem to be any culture in the fucking valley either right they because they have that conversation at the bar that nick cage takes him to and she's like, yeah, you know, we like to do normal stuff, like uh, um, go to normal parties, which was the weird. The party they're at is the fucking weirdest the weird, party I've ever never seen. seen a party like that. Well, they had sushi. And the which parent, sounds kind of The good. parents were I'm there. I'm sushi now, but. The parents were there making the sushi and hanging out with the kids and stuff. No one's yeah. drinking. Well, the mom was like creeping on the daughter's potential boyfriend. Oh, yeah. That subplot's so weird. Why is that even in the movie? I don't know. Because they needed another 10 minutes. Well, part of it's because they wanted to make sure they got a male audience. That's why there's like. The producers Tits. were like, specifically, we need four pairs of breasts in this movie. <laughs> Uh, I, I've watched this movie three times and I only see three pairs of breasts. We need another one. Reshoots. Titty reshoots now, please. Get those, those titty shot. Titty and these reshoots. are all underage girls, too. In, in, yeah, in the in fantasy character. of the film, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not... Hopefully not in... I didn't look, so... <laughs> I assume they're not. <laughs> I assume they're all in their mid-20s and stuff, which is the case usually with like high school movies. Because I know Nicolas Cage is like 24, 25 in this movie. 
So before he got his teeth fixed, did you notice that? Mm-hmm. That at least like fits his character. <laughs> I like the very sculpted chest hair, yes. Yeah, that's so weird. Do you think he naturally grows that way? No. No? I no. But it, it, like, there's gotta be straggly somewhere, man. But yeah, I, I think it, yeah, the I camera think just nat- doesn't pick up like the lighter hairs, probably. I assume they like waxed him and like sculpted and shaved him a little bit. But it's like not a, a noticeable shape. You Maybe know? it's just kind of like it, it's. Uh, I, mean, I feel like I've it, like, had goes... to have seen Nicolas Cage without a shirt on at some point in another movie after this, and I just don't remember it. Well, I saw a picture of him recently with his shirt off. And he looked hairy all over, but like maybe he just got older and hairier. Because I I've definitely gotten hairier. Yeah, well, yeah, it migrate south for the winter. No, mine's like growing up onto my triceps and my shoulders and shit. <laughs> You're yeti. No, I mean it's not. Luckily, it's not like that thick. Like I don't look like um some guy who's wearing like a hair t-shirt or but like there's like a patch of super dark hair on one shoulder. Some other scraggly dark hairs, which is weird because it's like jet black and my hair is, you know, red and my body hair is kind of red gold. It's weird how what testosterone will do to you. <laughs> so it's a weird hormone. Yeah. <clears throat> It'll um make me die earlier, too, because of heart problems, most likely. It'll also make you die younger, too, if you don't have enough of it because of heart problems. Fuck, man. Well, I, that's why I need to get uh, one of these Hollywood trainers who can get me on the perfect TRT Perfect mixture so you live forever. Just like Jeff Bezos. Yes. Yeah. I want to look younger in 10 years. I like looking at those pictures of like uh, young Elon Musk with no money, Jeff Bezos with no money. Or, I mean, not the money they have now. And then how they look now. And it's like, <laughs> you're so fucking manufactured. <laughs> you felt like a little wimp your whole life, huh? And then you just had to be specifically the guys that bullied you in high school. <laughs> and then now that's why you're like so angry at the world. That you're like, I, I do whatever I want. I'm going to go to Mars. I don't even care. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, David Koch died this week. Oh, yeah. And my, I just don't. You can't cheer someone's death or something. You ghoul or whatever. Fuck yeah, I'm a ghoul, man. <laughs> I love the cramps and grave forty five grave and and then um, I just wish more of these billionaires would die quicker. I'm wishing, you know, it's. I think Ron. I saw Ron Perlman tweet is like, I'm wishing for a Coke brother reunion very soon. Yeah, I wish. I hope you're united with your brother very soon. Ron Perlman, that's the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> the George R. R. Martin's yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Also Hellboy, I guess. Yeah, you know? and um. A Nazi vampire in Blade Two. They played down the oh, Nazi yeah, bit a little bit. Yeah, they played down the Nazi part a little bit. Yeah, originally in the original script, it's like he is a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Captain was he the uh, Nazi vampire that Captain America fought in the forties? They had that's, to, a, that's the thing. Like, I feel like you can do a really cool Captain America comic set in World War Two because of all the occult shit that the Germans got up to. The Thule Society. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, apparently, it's actually pronounced like the Thule Society. Oh, that doesn't sound as cool. Sounds too Irish. Yeah, it doesn't sound German. When Irish eyes are smiling, sure they steal your heart away. Turned into um, Neil Young at the yeah. end there. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. I'm getting old. I mean, Randy, Nicholas Cage is searching for a heart of gold. I don't know that Julie had one. She seemed to really give up on him quite easily when her friends were like, come on, you got to hang out with us. You can't hang out with that weirdo. Well, so there's the scene, the first scene, where not the first scene, but like the first like night they hang out where they're at the bar and Nicolas Cage is like, you're like her. You're both fucking programmed, blah, blah, blah. And it seems kind of harsh at first. You're like, oh, that's a weird thing to say. Girl, first time you meet her, you know? Yeah. But then she is. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he accurately predicted it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because they're all... I'm dad. I don't know what to do. I really love him, and he treats me really well. But I might not get to go to these happening parties <laughs> <laughs> where all these fucking corny so white that, boys and polos dance really weird at me. And I feel like at this point, dad needs to step in a little bit. I'm like, hey, was, come on. <laughs> I was hoping for that scene when he brings out the pictures of him as a hippie. Where it's like, oh, oh yeah. it's not on the. And there's like, there's a little scene where like, hey, is, was dad, a, was dad a queer like Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like, hey, um, it's not how they look; it's what's inside that counts, whatever. Which is, yeah, that's a nice like middle class liberal sentiment. I get that you gave up on all your beliefs and became uh, part of the corporate machine. Did dad, he though? He's like still runs like a health food store. Like, they're living in the valley, living the rich people life I guess. with a health food store. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that health food shit. That was all just a scam that the hippies perpetuated, anyways. <laughs> 
Like, well, Ronald Reagan's president now. Things are going great for us white folks. So time to give up on everything we believe. Anyhow, yeah, that was his sentiments. His blah, 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 some bullshit. He should have been like, listen, these fucking pricks that you're kicking around with are meaningless, vapid pieces of shit. They all dress the same. They all look like idiots. They all listen to gutless techno rock. <laughs> their dads I don't are know all techno rock. Yeah, their dads are all assholes. They're going to grow up to be assholes. Just fucking hang out with who you want and don't care about these shitty ass friends. I'm sorry we moved to this goddamn neighborhood. <laughs> that would have been what I said too. <laughs> but then, um, I like the hands off approach they have to raising her or whatever. That seems fine. But I also wouldn't have let my daughter get to the point where she was like, yeah, all I care about is shopping and who are the cutest boys at <laughs> yeah. my bullshit school. I'd just be like, what? What the fuck are you thinking? Because high school doesn't matter. What are you going to do next year when you graduate? <laughs> You're still going to hang out with these same nah, fucking it's, losers? It's junior, she's at their junior prom, so she's got um, at least two years left. What are you going to do after that, though? I was like, I can never branch out. I can never leave the valley. I can never date anyone outside of my class or anything like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's she's going to marry Tommy and they're going to buy a house on a cul-de-sac somewhere. I'm I, yeah, I'm sure that's actually what ends up happening to her life. Like she's not strong enough to like. She's not strong. Well, I mean, it, maybe that's what she wants too. I don't know. She has no. She seems to have no. She has no agency. Agency in this movie yeah. at all. Like at the end, it's it it's not her decision whether she goes with Randy or or Tommy. It's a fight over her, and Randy wins. And she's like, "Oh, cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big that's strong white daddy. That's all that happens is he he beats him up, and then. Well, I mean, there's also a montage. A video where they're with modern English playing. Modern English is that name? Name one of the fucking shitty new wave bands that are in this. Yeah, you know the you know the song. Um, I'll stop the world and melt with you. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't know the name of the band. Uh, yeah, that's I fucking another aspect that I really hated about this movie was all the music in it. Uh, so there was a big problem, licensing problem with the the soundtrack. So they could never like really release the soundtrack, but mm-hmm. people were going crazy. There's so much demand for it. I mean, the so there's like bootlegs and stuff made, but it's like the soundtrack fucking sucks. No, it's the soundtrack is bad. And then they That's go to the club in the city. Well, first when they're driving into the city, uh, Nick Cage is like, "I love this song," and the girl in the back's like, "Oh, turn it off. It's awful." And it just sounds like the same fucking bland pop rock bullshit they listened to at the party i don't understand what the difference was randy's like it. rick springfield or some <laughs> shit but so that was dumb they should have used a different song there and then they go to this cool part or a cool bar in the city where they're like I this know, cool. music it looks is like a comedy club that's been dressed up to look like a rock club well the outside part of it and stuff is it eventually becomes the viper room that's like the actual location at that point it's called filthy mcnasties or something anyhow there's still the well this music's crazy what a crazy scene and it's like oh here's some wieners playing shitty pop rock on the stage wow man this is too intense <laughs> can't believe what they get into into the city man oof and then he's yeah the techno rock you listen to is so gutless it's what the fuck are you listening to <laughs> in this scene man modern english <laughs> i'll stop the world and melt with you oh, damn this is punk that's some real punk shit wow yeah, so I hated that. Um, I hate the way that they're dressed. Uh, fucking, he's wearing like khakis with like a cowboy belt. And they're all that's how you dress in high school. I yeah, remember. yeah, that was very punk rock. And not to say that there's a uniform for punk rock or anything like that, but why does he look like the thrift store version of the dudes from the valley? Like the costume designer just had like no concept this is the thing the problem movie is just not well i mean it's just yeah. and it didn't need to be made it, 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 you know it's like yeah they're catching it on a novelty song that right. was making fun of this entire culture it's just like so tone deaf everything about it and it's like you this problem broadly in the 80s where like they have no concept of like what punk is or how people in urban communities dress or act or anything like that but they try to like oh look at these outs and it's just like no, they just look like some shitty knockoff version of you guys. The people aren't trying to look like you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fucking annoying. It's just because they can't see out. They have, like, tunnel vision for the valley. You know what I mean? Yeah, I It's like, it. you guys shouldn't be making movies. Like, fucking, you haven't seen shit. That's the same thing with, like, Joss Whedon that I complain about all the time. Yeah. Like, you haven't <laughs> you seen haven't or experienced shit. Like, how are you going to tell a story about anything? 
that's why I tell stories about aliens and stuff, because imagination. And they, <laughs> yeah, but you still have to have human beings in these movies, and then they don't act like human beings. Stranger Things, too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm grumpy this episode. <laughs> you grumpy every episode. Yeah. No, Valley Girl just really pisses me off. You oh, well, Legitimately, before we started watching it, I'm like, I don't really want to watch it. I'm not real excited to watch Valley Girl. I don't remember liking it that much. You're like, oh, it's not that bad a movie. Now here we are. Yep. I I'm like, when we're done, I'm gonna slap you right across the well, face. Well, I remember watching it with like Stephanie back in my early twenties or whatever, and feeling the same way. Like, what? We're gonna watch this fucking movie? No way. What? Because I hadn't seen it before. Yeah. And then we watched it, and I was like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I expected, I guess. And then so I still had that in mind where I'd watch it and be like, not as bad as I expected, but I guess because like probably because I wasn't like drinking and hanging out with a girlfriend and like having fun, and I was just watching it. To, like, by myself to critique it yeah, yeah and, like as a sad bastard i was like oh no this is fucking garbage <laughs> <laughs> this is just terrible so maybe the maybe the final word on valley girl is not a movie for sad bastards although i don't i mean yeah i'm a sad bastard too fuck it no you got kids in that life. doesn't mean i'm not a sad bastard yeah it does you got things to live for i, got I do nothing. but nothing <laughs> I don't know why I stopped drinking. What's the point? <laughs> That's when I was watching Valley Girl. I was like, why did yeah? Why even bother? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of come all watch this? Valley Girl? It's the movie that made me start drinking again. Yeah, it's ex- total existential crisis. <laughs> so I was like, what? Fucking what does it even matter? What is this shit? Fucking who cares? I'm not ever gonna have any money. I'm not ever gonna have a real job. Probably never get married. Don't care about having kids. Fucking the world's like burning to death right now anyway. The fuck do I care? You know what I mean? Like fucking heroin. Hey, but, uh, if I had the connection, fucking I'm heroin addict. <laughs> it's not that hard. Nah, I'll just hit up some other some old friends I haven't talked to in a while. If uh, they're still alive. You know, Hollywood, if you're if you're still listening out there, uh Kyle's uh critique of Joss Wynn made me remind remind me of this. We have a movie about uh some aliens if you wanna you wanna buy it from us. Randy McCage and his friends, they uh they're like color coordinated in the first first time they appear right at the party. Mm-hmm. Why? They got a little jacket. Yeah, they look like, like hey, X Men. I just was thinking um, another thing like when we first moved here to Arizona is that I remember when we lived in the Bay. There's like actual gangs and stuff. Yeah, remember that? So there's gangs like actual you know, gang members, dangerous people and stuff. Nope. And they they had colors. That was back when people banged colors instead of blocks. But then we moved here to Arizona. I remember learning that uh, here in suburban Arizona, people had crews. Like, oh, yeah, it's our crew, and we take group pictures together where we're wearing the same colors and blah, blah, blah. You know, sort of mimicking uh, gang lifestyle, but then also being, like, um, upper-middle-class dickheads that just wanted to have, like, boy band photo shoots. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> what well, I mean, you got to separate the gang. There's two reasons gangs exist. You know, one is there's, like, a uh, an element of... You know, like necessity, mm-hmm. uh, in criminal organization type of thing. The other element is like a social group, and yeah. uh, the kids around here they just really like the social group aspect of it. <laughs> they, I, they think like so they just need to belong to something. It's but, uh, we've talked about this like a larger problem in society, just yeah. not having like a, a civic structure anymore. Yeah, and uh, you know that's a little bit of a system of it. Yeah, so they, it's like the douchiest system mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, they see they just seem like um fucking wrestling stables or cliques. You yeah, know? that's exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah. And that was really popular. In, in, yeah, around the, the wrestling same time. stables are really yeah. popular around the same time. Yeah, so uh, it reminded me. I've of always that. liked the Nation of Domination. <laughs> I'm I not love, I didn't really like DX that much. I love that uh, clip where Nation of Domination come out and it's a young little white kid and he does the black car face <laughs> puts his head down. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, so I was like, oh, they're like in um. They're in a crew. <laughs> They're in one of those crews because they crews. got color coordinated. Well, what's that shit? There's someone was. I heard someone use the phrase not that long ago for like hanging out with a group of people. Like kickback? No, it wasn't a kickback. That's also very lame. I hate that. Yeah, I didn't hear that until I moved here. And then if you look on the internet now to see where the origin of that slang is, they attribute it to the Bay Area. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not right. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe like out in the cuts where the white people, suburban white people lived. <laughs> if there was anywhere like that. I'm trying to think. Oh, I guess like Concord or something. Nah, there, even that. There was like white strongholds. 
Blackhawk, right? That gated community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where they came up with it. We're going to have a little kickback. Have ourselves a little kickback. We're going to kick back in Blackhawk. <laughs> a little Blackhawk kickback. A little BHKB. <laughs> Yeah, that's the name of their crew, too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> the ABHKBs? Yeah. <laughs> Man, we're getting really uh, down on suburban white culture. Well, it's just... Yeah, well, it's that bad. Is it is bad. Not, it's, I was going to say it's not evil, but actually it seems to be a breeding <laughs> ground for evil these days. Which is just... It makes sense. It's like the evolution of the whole thing. Because of the separation and segregation and benefiting from institutionalized racism and trying to not even being aware that it exists so you know what i mean like they're just so separated from everything but watch stranger things yeah that'll show you what the 80s is really like or something i mean they they do a good job of showing institutionalized racism because there is legitimately one white family in an entire town you mean one black family i'm sorry one black family yeah, yeah that's true yeah, and remember in season two when the bully guy is like, we don't... Yeah, I've, I've hammered on them for this a bunch of times. with people like that. People like who? You know, them. Them, folks. And it's, oh, ooh, ooh, real skirt. Let's real. have the most sanitized version yeah. of racism. We, let's address it the most sanitized way we can. Why'd you even put it in the <laughs> fucking script if I you weren't going to address it, you fucking losers? I, this and then we'll do a complete one anyway. That character in the next season. <laughs> we have a redemption arc or something. I don't know. Sort of. Sorn, he was like a dick. Yeah, and like a sex offender. And I don't know. He just was the worst. He seemed evil. Didn't let the monster get eleven or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> he did that, I guess. Thanks, man. Real plot convenience. Well, that's I've talked about this too, but all their action sequences are just plot convenience. Yeah, it's also not spooky at all. No, I will say this. The first season is good. First season's all right, yeah. You they, do not need to make anything after that. That's the thing is they had a uh, relatively good idea. Uh, they spent years, a lot of time really working on it, getting it made. A real passion project. It was successful. And they're like, all right, now we got uh, like six months to hammer out the same thing. Let's see if we can do it <laughs> six months. Let's, yeah, let's just do it again. I don't know what... <laughs> yeah, coming soon, Valley Girl 2. Yeah, what other movies can we copy? Oh, there was going to be a remake at one point, but it's off the schedule now for the studio. Oh, darn. They even, like, had fucking people cast. They had that um, Logan Paul from the YouTubes. Are you fucking shitting he's me? He's going to be in it or something. I think that's why... He's going to be played Tommy? I don't he's know. The, that's the only way it works. I think that's why they took it off the slate, though, because it's around... They're gonna, filming was supposed to start around the time, like, he... Film the dead body or whatever the fucking weird yeah, shit. Yeah, what a fucking weird. Whatever that fuck shit it was that he did. Yeah. So also, the world doesn't need it. So I don't even know why they're gonna attempt it. Kevin Smith was probably gonna produce. He's like, we got the kids gotta see the Valley Girl. Because everything is nostalgia. Nostalgia is the best. <laughs> all comic book movies are good because when I was a kid, I imagined comic book movies. Well, no, not all comic book movies are, are good uh, as we've seen. Well, that's Kevin Smith. He oh. thinks every comic book movie is good. Kevin I don't know. He's like a little. And Kevin Smith to me is like a little real, real Leonard Malton type character. Never saw a movie you didn't really <laughs> just, didn't like. I just fucking love movies. <laughs> love going to movies. Love seeing shit. It's awesome. <laughs> it's fucking love movies. Yeah. Plot. The plot of the movie is Romeo and Juliet. You get it. He's from the wrong side of the tracks or something. Yeah, I don't know. He's from the other side of the hill. I honestly, at this point, have nothing left to say about Valley Girl. He gets uh, beat up in the at the first party. By like five dudes. Uh, that was the one thing that was so weird to me. Like, why are all these guys so eager to like jump in and fight this guy? It's like, uh, like, you know, like when you're um at a job and uh, you somehow, like, just by nature of who you are, like no effort was put into it, but you become uh, sort of like a leadership position socially, just because people are like willing to listen to you. And it's usually based on really arbitrary shit, like being <laughs> tall and stuff, you know? And then, uh, so you basically become, I don't want to use the alpha shit, but you know how like leader of the pack. Yeah. Well, like how like chimpanzees operate. Yeah. I got you. The dominant male. Yeah. So then they're like, Oh, the dominant male engages in, brutality upon another male <laughs> and the juvenile males have to jump in that's basically them all just like you know just how shitty dudes are <laughs> so that's what happens which is real shit i can't tell you how many times i've gotten 
like into a fight and then several other dudes just seem to manifest out of nowhere. I got I'll be honest with you, I've never I've seen fights break out and I've seen like people I know get in fights, but I've never been had the urge to like, oh I'm gonna fight this guy too. I don't know, I got into like a really big brawl at a house party one time where it was like one of those crews I was talking about, actually. Fucking, fuck, shit. I forgot. The BHKBs. Yeah, it was one of like, the crews or whatever. And uh, this is like college times, I guess it would have been. So it was a frat. Nah, because they were just like chumps from like, like they weren't in college. Or, you know what I mean? They were just like mm-hmm. scrubby Chandler dudes. And they like came to like, my friend's house party and it was like, whatever, no big deal. And the, But then at one point, like they were like hassling all the girls. They like push like some girl like off of a fence. It's some random shit, or whatever. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. kind of and then like it's time to scrap. One of our friends like like hit the dude that did it, you know, and like everything just popped off because they all started attacking him. It was like, oh no, we oh damn, we gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> it was all right though, because like no one had knives or anything. I don't think. <laughs> it's always a concern. Yeah, I was thinking though in the fight. Uh, to really establish like how like hardcore Nick Cage was, they should have had him pull out a switchblade or something when he got hit and be like, "Man, I fucking got you, white boy." <laughs> I don't think that was really his character. Nah, he was sensitive. He's a sensitive rogue, you know. He, uh, I like the scenes where they're rolling through Hollywood and he's yelling at people because he knows everybody, and he's just like so pleased with himself because he's like, <laughs> he's like, "I'm a cock hey. on the walk." Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Rico," blah blah blah, blah. and he's like, "Ha ha." <laughs> yeah, you, did you catch that part where you're oh, 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 oh. <laughs> having yeah. a wonderful time? Yeah, <laughs> which I, I, oh. I didn't really buy it. I didn't really. I you like, didn't really buy that. Everybody's like, "Oh, Randy, you son of a bitch!" Now the scene later on where the um, cholos come by and throw a cigarette yeah, at him. I bought that. that. That made more sense to me. <laughs> Man, you light, bam! <laughs> I like the dude jumps out with a golf club. The golf? Oh yeah, he does have a golf club. Yeah, for, I don't. I mean, and not then, the not the weapon I would pick. I'm gonna pick a fight with a dude a foot and a half taller than me. Yeah, and then also yeah, when his friend saves him, he's like, "Those are the kind of guys that kill you." And it's like with, with their golf club. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of another time oh, that I got in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> this guy had a golf club with Bob Hope. Came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> no, it was a guy. Uh, um, rode up on a bike. We were like on Venice Beach at night. We were in Venice for some reason and just like walking down like the strip or whatever to the bars and some dude came tearing shit in between some of the houses on the beach, uh-huh. like on like a beach cruiser bike and like going and he just like immediately hopped off of it and like threw a cigarette like at me <laughs> and then he was like, oh, well, I'm gonna whoop his ass. <laughs> and that was that. Good times. Did he ride off on his beach cruiser? Yeah. I mean, it was like not anything crazy it was just like i hit him and he like fell down and it was clear that he was like drunk and possibly homeless so it was like i'll probably cut this part it makes me sound like an asshole he shouldn't have thrown that cigarette though <laughs> i mean i, I go, it's a very simple code it goes don't start none won't be none yeah for real like protect your neck someone throws a cigarette at you you gotta do a punch <laughs> Could have probably should have just been like, yeah, who cares? But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know that uh, I would immediately resort to punching. I guess it depends. Yeah, I don't know. His, Whatever. His vibe just seemed threatening to the. You know what I mean? Like, I don't well, know. yeah, when you ride up on a beach cruiser and you throw a cigarette. Yeah, and it's not like I don't know who this guy is. You know, back um, off. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. These things happen. I get it. I I understand where Randy's coming from. From uh, probably though, if um, a bunch of cholos rolled up and threw a cigarette at me. I wouldn't fight them. No? Mm, nah, probably not three shows. <laughs> In a car. And uh, probably they wouldn't actually have golf clubs. <laughs> Racist. Uh, no, nah, that's, that's real shit. That's street knowledge, man. You gotta, you gotta pick your battles. <laughs> you know, this is real shit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. If he jumped out and he had a golf club, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, if he just has a golf club, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> But yeah, I'm not trying to get shot. Well, my concern is here. It's here in Arizona. Is like fucking everyone. I just assume everyone's gonna shoot me. You know. Yeah, but usually they have their guns on a holster on their hips, so you can tell in advance. 
No, people have concealed carry here. Yeah, all over. The I'm just, I, I'm I just assume. making a joke about how apparent they make it. Most oh of the time. no, those are always like those are those people aren't going to shoot you. I don't think. Those I think are just, they, I think 100. If you pick the fight with them, they would shoot you. No, not, I'm a white guy. I don't think they'd shoot white oh, guys. I Maybe, but I, as soon I, as they start losing a fight, they're going to shoot you. Maybe. I'm. I'm. Are you familiar with a man I like to call George Zimmerman? Is that the guy who killed Trayvon? That's the guy who called Trayvon. Was it George Zimmerman? Yeah. Man, psh, that's some bullshit. I'm just saying, like, that's, in my opinion, that's most of these dudes' mentality. Like, yeah, I'll fucking fight you. Oh, shit, I'm losing. I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, that's weird. I don't get it. I'd be like, I guess this is it. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> just like, over to my friends, all sad. <laughs> <laughs> Got beaten in a fight. Oh, man. I've never owned a gun, though. I don't really like them. So that well, that basically means if you ever see me out on the streets and you want to pick a fight with me, you know you're not gonna get shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even carry a knife anymore or anything either. So yeah, but you can do some real damage with the car keys. Fuck that! I'm just strong. I'm do strong stuff. Yeah, but you can do some real damage with car keys and being strong. Yeah, I'll just um hit someone in the cabeza hard enough that they fall down, and smack their head, and die, and then. That's that. The rest of my life in prison. Fucking retirement plan right there. <laughs> Hell yeah, the three hots in the cot. You know what it is. I just gotta wait until I'm old enough that like I won't have to play the prison politics game. Because I don't want to have to join like... Uh, uh, the, the... I feel like what you do if you're old and you want a retirement plan is you, you just rob banks until you get caught. I mean, that would probably be easier than just hoping to get in a fight and accidentally kill someone. That's Especially when you're old. <laughs> Fucking Nicolas Cage and Con Air. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't know what jury convicted the uh, war veteran of of involuntary manslaughter when he was defending his pregnant wife. I would. That's the shittiest fucking jury. I would got. I'd be like, get that motherfucker! I know he killed kids in Vietnam. <laughs> what? It's 1992. <laughs> oh shit! What? What's going on here? I mean, Desert Storm or something. I don't know. One of these fucking dumb proxy wars. Playing is basically like playing a football game. Well, it's like one side playing a football game and then an entire culture being destroyed. <laughs> Yay. Modern imperialism. Well, uh, I figure we could end this episode on a good note. So um, I'm going to read to you a, a really cool post I found on um, Reddit. You ready? About Valley Girl? Um, and it has to do with Bakersfield, California. I hate Bakersfield. Bakersfield is boring as shit like what goes on there i don't fucking know is that the valley no that's like the inland empire yeah, or something, right? yeah. that's the deserty part mm-hmm. that's where corn's from right that makes sense yeah they seem boring and weird so it's probably what goes boring and weird. i bet a lot of meth right <laughs> that seems like meth country yeah well, absolutely oh um, we can make a lot of money buy some land out there make our own meth so this is a post in the uh, reddit legal advice uh so reddit title of the post is uh, how to make arrangements for my bot- my daughter in case my wife and i are arrested okay so off to a great start right yes it's this don't worry this is gonna this it's, i'm already ecstatic i'm yeah. not depressed at all yeah this is gonna be a real wholesome post it's uh basically a normal post normal website in a normal country right go ahead let's okay. go <laughs> uh, my wife and i both work at the same place and generally the same shifts if we get raided by ice we will probably get picked up together. Ah, fuck. What is the best way of making sure that our daughter is taken care of? We have no family here, but there are some friends who can take her in for a short time. If it will be longer time, then we would like her to be sent to live with my parents or my wife's parents in Mexico. Is it safe to discuss this with her school, or can that get us into trouble? How about the doctor's office? Is it possible for them to do anything to help her in that case? Should we write a will, and how do we go about doing that? We are in Bakersfield, California. Both of us work at the same facility, agricultural. Our daughter is eight years old and a U.S. citizen, and she attends public school. And then we watched Valley Girl and talked shit about it on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I love... um, I bring that up like not to just be a bummer like I don't mean to just bring that up as a side and like haha fuck you isn't everything terrible and the country's just falling apart around us but um, I bring it up because while I was watching this movie I was getting really really pissed off about the political message they were like half-heartedly feebly attempting to send 
um, about uh, the. Yeah, diff- I don't even know if they thought about it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, they are. They're trying to approach like class differences or whatever, and um, the blandest, I, most blandest, offensive way most, possible. Yeah, narrow Hollywood bullshit way. But there's oh, he's from an urban environment, and I'm come from a place of wealth, and we could never, never get along. Um, which uh, it's interesting. I don't think this movie could be made now with it, the focus being on class. Even though class is still a major problem, right? Uh, but they've successfully kind of s- suppressed that idea. Um, understandably so, because there are larger issues. Like, if the movie is going to be made now, it would be a white girl from the valley and um, a Mexican dude from the like San Diego. You know, I've seen that Kirsten Dunst movie. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I'm, there's so Isn't many like crazy, Rome- sexy, cool. I think that's uh, one. there's so many Romeo and Juliet yeah, bullshit. That's what I'm, I guess. Yeah, this, here's the thing. Like this Romeo and Juliet story is just not the avenue to like discuss or address any of this. So the societal concern. Yeah, like to wrap it up in a love story seems very. Oh, I don't know what's the nicest way I could put this. Stupid. My point is though. Um... I don't know who really listens to this podcast. It's definitely most likely not people on the center, or the center right, or anything like that. I mean, at this point, I wish you luck. Would espouse these beliefs or whatever, but uh, there's a lot of people. Like I, I got in a fight with my aunt on my mom's behalf about something like this, and uh, it's a lot of people don't seem to realize like this is real shit. That it's like an everyday concern for people. Like yeah, uh, but- we're lampooning it about this shitty movie that tried to address an actual societal issue. But uh, this is a uh, real shit. Um, yeah, so they're immigrants, which makes them a target. But they're also not in a position where, despite being immigrants, they're not in a financial position, specifically because they're immigrants, most likely, where they can do anything to protect their children. And uh, there's a lot of people that have fun on the internet, and even people on my side on the left or whatever, where they they're basically just still shitposting memes because that's all they know. But this is real life, everyday shit. Like, my friend's mom had to go back to El Salvador because she was scared here in Arizona, like, last year. Even though she lived here for 35, 40 years. I mean, let's be honest, like, too, this is not necessarily a a new problem. Trump has made it a lot worse. Um, But I know uh, someone, and McCourt and I both know someone from, Mm. like, 10 years ago. her, Her father was illegal. He died in an accident on the job, and the family basically got nothing from it, and it was entirely the company's fault. Yeah, but they couldn't let it be known that they hired an illegal immigrant, Ex- right? right? and then the family can't go sue them because they're illegal. Yeah. So Because they can't let anybody know that they're... You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a fucking... Yeah, well, it's just... Uh, exploitative as shit. Yeah, it's everything's stacked against... There's, it's like how much weight is on you, basically. Everyone who in the United States suffers, I think, to a certain extent, except for obviously the people the super the rich. Yeah, yeah, everyone suffers to a certain extent, but there's more stacked on other people. They stack more on you, and they'll stack as much on you as they possibly can. And I know the connection this is to Valley Girl is really tenuous, especially but- because the fucking I know the writers and producers, the people who created Valley Girl, did not care about any of this shit when they made the movie. They're no. like, let's make a movie about Valley Girls. We'll make some money. Yep. Valley Girl tries to normalize this insulated, shitty suburban white culture in the movie. Like, there's not any commentary against it. It's, it's no, the, not even it's from the, like the people you would think, like the parents you yeah. think have a little. No, bit of it's a, the default, right? This is the default way to live that they're presenting. And um, I bring that up because this is something that's perpetually done all the time. Like, you watch TV shows or movies or anything like that. The default way to live is not a lifestyle that I have. Like, I don't know anyone who lives. In this default that they've made. Real problem though that's out here in the world today though. I think is that there are people that live in these default insular communities. That don't realize what real life is like for other people. Yeah. And I brought it up watching this. Because the movie fucking pissed me off. Like the idea that this is this. Or it's many iterations that have taken place in the film industry. Or media consistently year after year. Like oh this is how people are supposed to live. Everything is fine. It's fucking bullshit. If not everything's not fine. I don't think it's healthy for media to be so under the yoke of capitalism to constantly portray to reinforce this. this as being how things normally are. And if you're not doing it, you're not normal. This is why so many people feel ostracized from American culture. I think because of shit like this. 
And I'm fucking pissed that I watched this movie. <laughs> but I'm glad we get to I'm talk I'm pissed about you made it. me watch it. I didn't want to watch it in the first place. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to watch a movie about a party in the valley. Yeah, and also it's decidedly the most unpunk movie that purports itself as having punks in it. <laughs> There's one guy that he yells at in the street about getting a mohawk that looks like a punk who actually like lives on the street and knows what it is. You know? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, sorry to get all serious at the end, but... I don't know. Sometimes I just get pissed off, and it's like, man, you can just see the threads that have been pulling. The, they've been pulling this shit through for decades. Obviously, this is the Reagan era, so it's the absolute height of fucking bland white culture normative behavior, right? But you, man, they're still trying to sell you this shit. Still trying to sell you shit like this all the time. This is it? It's fucking garbage. It's also why we're better than every other movie podcast. They would have just been like, isn't it cute when um, they kiss and make up and uh, yeah, everything no. is fine. I like First of all, I'm pretty much sure I'm, I'm, Nick, Nick Cage is not on a kiss in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no point is this kissing ever cute. Well, yeah, but isn't it cute when they return to the status quo? No. Well, I, don't, I mean, <laughs> technically the movie doesn't return to the status quo because Randy and, and Julia are together. I mean, that's not the status quo with the movie presented, mm. but... Their life is not going to be substantially different. No. You know what I mean? Than if she ended up with Tommy, except that you should probably not have a huge douche as yeah, a husband. Yeah, I mean, also, life. they're 17, 18. So yeah, they're, they're not going to last. They're not going to stay together much longer. Just like Ro- the real Romeo and Juliet. If they had lived, yeah, I'd give I it a mean, week. Yeah, it's all... Uh, <laughs> what's that movie, The Graduate? You know, with Dustin... Oh, yeah, with Dustin with Hoffman. The, with the uh, sex offender Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, at the end when uh, they're all... That they actually even mimic that shot in this movie in the back of the limo where they're just sitting there. But in graduate, they're in the back of the bus, and then they all just, they both just get kind of sad. Uh, everyone always interpreted that as like them coming to the realization that like uh, life's fleeting and like what's this gonna be and blah blah. It's actually they didn't realize the camera was still rolling, so they stopped just acting. Stop acting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting how that works. But um, yeah, that's like the reality of the end of this movie, though. Is they're just kind of like well. You know what? Uh, this shit's probably not gonna work because she's got money and is gonna go to college. Randy is gonna work at the bar. You know, <laughs> he's gonna be a grease monkey. Who knows what he's gonna do? He doesn't seem to have any prospects or skills. It, that doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter, but it does. Sometimes it matters so much that when you go to work, you might get snatched up by ice, and then your daughter will have nowhere to go. And they—that's—that's that's just America for you, huh? You ain't in it. You would You would Ain't it. So, this is America. I can't remember the song now. Fuck it. Fuck America. Yeah. Cool. That's the Space Force. Oh, well, we're actually VHS cult now. Yeah, Space them. Force. I don't. We're not, you're not supposed to mention it. Cut this part. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not till the fiftieth episode. Huh? We're not even gonna mention the fiftieth. I thought. Oh yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> slide on it. Stop saying the name of the podcast. Yeah. Space Force. All right. Cool. Check McVenture Productions. That's still the same. Um, Com. Ventureproductions.com. M C V E N T U R E. Fuck Twitter. No one follows me. No, I don't ever post anything on it. Everyone just fucking Twitter's just people working out their material, like replying to Donald Trump and other political figures and shit. <laughs> it's boring. And then a lot of pol- like screeds, even like political stuff that I'll agree with, but it's just like fucking you post shit like this twelve times a day. Like is this your day? Is this Twitter? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, there's you were saying like there's been podcasts that got popular by using Twitter, and I'm like, I don't fucking know how to do it, and I don't know if I have the the patience or well wherewithal for it. I'm I'm not about it at all. I like can't stand any social media. Apparently, well, then we're gonna have a real tough problem marketing this fucking podcast. I wish it was like real life. Um, like yeah, just <laughs> like uh, in high school or like post high school, just. Yeah, come catch me at one of the, like the local shows or whatever, and I'll be really cool to hang out with, and you'll be interested in what I have to say, and then that that'll just work for the podcast too, right? Nah. Oh, what? <laughs> people just can't like intrinsically understand that <laughs> we're good. <laughs> what uh, what are we watching next? Uh, next, we're gonna watch an actual good Nicolas Cage movie that hopefully won't piss me off as much. We're gonna watch Raising Arizona. That's definitely gonna piss you off. Fucking Coen Brothers. I mean, it's about Arizona, so <laughs> that's one strike against it already. It's Tucson, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's down south, the more... Down make away. <laughs> the more uh, parking... I was going to say more rural, but it's more parking lot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, watch Phrasing Arizona next. It'll be good. Uh, I regret watching Valley Girl. I regret being born in the United States. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Okay, bye.